Welcome to the Like the Mini Podcast Show with Yolanda and Vanessa. Tonight, we have a special guest with us. We know we're all dealing with COVID-19. We hear so much about it whenever we thought and were hoping that it was actually um, resolving itself. But now we are back into a crisis. Uh, We have our kids back in school. We have the workforce that's starting back as well. But what we were hoping to have a normal normalcy, that's not taking place. And we have the holidays coming in as well. So we wanted to take this time to bring to you a special guest, but to also bring to you a pharmacy that is taking not just COVID, but the services that they render for for their customers to a, a whole different level. And joining us on the mic tonight is Dr. William Glover. Thank you for having me. Can you um, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and where you're located? Okay. Um, just a little bit about myself. So uh, I am a pharmacist for Bailey's Pharmacy. Um, we also do the medical supplies uh, uh, as far as uh, durable medical equipment. Uh, it's like wheelchairs, uh, chair lifts, and, and et cetera. Um, a little bit about me. Um, I did my um, undergrad at the University of Florida, and I also did uh, my pharmacy school in a small pharmacy school in Bradenton, Florida. And so um, also hitting home as far as my personal, um, I have a five-year-old, actually now, I'm sorry, six-year-old son. And um, pharmacy is something that I've been doing for seven years. Um, Actually been a pharmacist for seven years, but I was also a pharmacy technician for two years prior to that. So um, pharmacy is something that I hold near and dear to my heart. Um, I think that there's so many aspects of pharmacy and having different ways that we can help others and get out into the community and not just um, have the cookie cutter approach that some may have as far as just um, getting a prescription and dispensing it. Um, as we you talked about before, that we have uh, the COVID vaccine. So uh, vaccinations is now a part of pharmacy and a big major in a big major way. Um, where are we located? We are located on uh, South Four Four Zero One South Orange Avenue. Um, we are right next to the Soto District in downtown Orlando. We also do fifty mile radius delivery of our DME supplies as well as pharmacy. So as far as those services are well extended, well beyond just our geographic location there. Um, And can you tell our listeners, too, um, the different Bailey locations that you have? Of course. So uh, Bailey's has um, three other pharmacies other than um, just in Orlando. They have a pharmacy in St. Petersburg. They have a pharmacy in Hero Beach, and they have a pharmacy in Fort Lauderdale. Um, that's talking about just the pharmacy side, DME side. They have uh, the uh, durable medical supplies uh, locations in nine locations, Jacksonville, Florida, 
aside from the other locations that I've already named, um, Jacksonville, Florida, Okeechobee, uh, now they just uh, expanded to Douglasville, Georgia, and um, now there are talks of even getting to Texas. So um, definitely moving in the right direction, um, but definitely all over uh, Florida right now. That is, that is great. Before we start the question um, session here, um, folks, I also want to let you know that we try to, we have several questions, but we wanted to also introduce you to Miss um, Zena DeGraffenried, who is actually my mom, Vanessa's grandmother. So we have three generations on the line. Wanted to be able to cover different generations of questions from Vanessa being the younger generation, myself, the middle, and my mom representing the senior citizens. And my first question is, if you have had COVID, could you still get the COVID shot? Um, Absolutely. Uh, If you've had COVID already previously, um, you should definitely get the uh, COVID vaccination because um, the virus is continuously mutating and becoming stronger. Uh, there are in, there are many instances where the virus, or I'm sorry, that people that have had COVID um, were having minor cases of sickness, and then um, they have maybe got COVID again and have been hospitalized. So um, definitely, to answer your question, if you have had COVID, the COVID vaccination should be something that you should um, definitely consider. Okay. And what is in the COVID vaccination? So the main ingredient, at least that, um, that serve as an interest would be uh, the polyethylene glycol, which is in the mRNA vaccine which are under the manufacturers of Moderna and Pfizer. Uh, people that are, that are allergic to that um, are not recommended to take the COVID um, vaccine. And then um, for the Johnson & Johnson vaccination, the polysorbate, if you're allergic to that, that is the main ingredient that um, could prevent you from having that vaccination. Um, but those are the major uh, ingredients in each vac- or each of those vaccinations to consider uh, when uh, getting the vaccination. So is that, what is it for the senior citizens to do? The majority of them around have already had that shot. They do their sanitizing. And do their distances, and they visit less, avoid large crowds. So, I wonder what is it that we could add? Uh, is to be added to what we're already doing? First of all, first and foremost, definitely everything that you touched on as far as hygiene and making sure that you social distance uh, definitely helps with preventing any sort of. Um, you getting the the um, COVID or anything like that. So kudos to that. But 
Um, one factor that I believe that elderly may not um, think about is the fact that now um, the COVID vaccine or I'm sorry, COVID-19 is now affecting our children. And so a lot of cases that have been seen, which um, are actually more than, than none, is that the kids are bringing the COVID-19 to the grandparents. Um, okay. It's hard to kind of tell a grand, you know, a, a grandmother or grandfather not to be around their grandkids, and, and I would definitely understand that. But I, I also want to alert and and make sure that it is known that because now that the COVID-19 has mutated so much and is becoming stronger by the minute, um, the kids are now affected. And I believe that a lot of times um, I've seen the elderly say exactly what you said. I, I've been social distancing i have not been doing this i've been you know making sure i sanitize everything and all of those things and and they didn't they're not accounting like oh oh yeah well i did have the grandkids over last week you know so that's one thing to kind of think about um you want to make sure that the kids are we all want the kids to be safe but i'm not i'm not advocating that you don't see your grandkids or anything like that but it is it is something to think about Right, right. Okay. Well, that that was the question because we are wondering. But the problem that we are a lot of the majority of the elder people are having now is a worry. You know, they're worried as to what can I do, what else is it for me to do? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what do I do next? Well, um, if if, hen, if sanitation and social distancing is something that you've been doing, uh, I would say continue doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the Just also be mindful of who you do have around. Um, mm-hmm. Not saying that they would be infected or anything like that, but you just got to be mindful, uh, even with our loved ones and our children and, and different things like that. But like I said, the, the virus is getting stronger and it's affecting a lot more people than it did when it when it actually first presented itself. I would like to ask, too, because I know for my parents, um, they're coming up in the in the area of time to get their booster shots. So mm-hmm. what is does everyone need? I know speaking not just of the age range, but does everyone really need to get the booster shot? And, you know, a lot of people say, I'm not getting it because I've already had two. Why do I need another one? So can you help yeah. on that? Um, so right now the, the booster shot is recommended only for a certain population. And that's the moderately, I'm sorry, moderately to severe immunocompromised people. Um, that includes like people that are um, receiving active cancer treatment or have received the organ transplant or some type of stem cell transplant or, or you know, uh, definitely uh, advanced or untreated HIV uh, infection or something of that nature. Those are the those are recommended to have the uh, booster shot. Or if you also are taking medications that can uh, reduce your um, immune, 
your immune system. Um, mm-hmm. That is also definitely uh, recommended that you get the third booster shot. But there's not enough evidence right now. I do know that they are in the making or um, doing a lot of research for the general population because the, the data that they um, compiled was for eight months of data. So the question now is, well, I know what eight months of data looks like. I know um, what the Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson, I know what they do in eight months. But what do they do after eight months? So that's where the whole question of do I need a booster um, vaccination or not, that's where that comes from. Due to their research, the first population that is eligible for that is the immunocompromised. Right now, they don't have anything for the um, for the general population, but I do believe that that will be something that um, comes rather soon, sooner than later, um, because that is the concern. After eight months, what 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 does my immune system can it withhold? You know, is the vaccination that I had before is that good enough? to um, withstand the, the COVID-19. So that's that's the question that's raised. The other thing that I wanted to point out as well is that uh, the booster shot is only for mRNA vaccination. So if you received a Pfizer or you received a Moderna, then mm-hmm. yes, that's when you would get a third dose because those, those, um, those COVID vaccinations required two doses. So you would get a third dose of that. If you had Johnson and Johnson vaccination and you are immunocompromised at this current time, there is not a booster dose for you. Um, it is not recommended that you take the Pfizer or the Moderna at this time. Um, is Johnson and Johnson, I believe is also working on a booster uh, dose and seeing what is monitored I'm sorry, moderately safe for those individuals. But at this current time, no, we don't have a booster for those that have taken Johnson Johnson. And also, too, um, am I wrong in saying you're not allowed to crisscross on the vaccines? You can't Correct. Go for, okay. Okay. Right. Correct. If you had your first dose of Pfizer, you need to have a second dose of of Moderna. I'm sorry. If you had your first, uh, apologies. If you had your first dose of Pfizer, you need to have your second dose of Pfizer. If you had your first dose of Moderna, you have to have uh, your second dose of Moderna. But on the booster side, it is recommended that you have the same um, vaccination manufacturer that you had before, the same mRNA manufacturer that you had before. That is the highest of the recommendations. If that is not possible, you still can take one or the other, but that is only reserved for your third um, shot, which would be the booster. Okay. 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 So on the two shot series, absolutely no mixing, but on the third shot, it is recommended that you stay with the same manufacturer that you had for the first two shots. But if, for some reason, you just can't get it and you really want to be protected. You can get 
one of the other um, mRNA vaccinations. So this is strictly talking about just Pfizer and Moderna. Very enlightening. So, um, I know you're talking about um, immune compromised people or if you're taking medication that is immune compromising. I know a lot of people, including myself, take antibiotics. So -hmm. does that also follow underneath the line of um, being immune compromised and possibly needing that third shot? Um, No, because antibiotics isn't actually something that alters your immune system. It actually um, relies on it um, in a way. So when we're talking about medications that uh, suppress the immune system, we're talking about individuals that take um, medications such as like corticosteroids, like a high dose of that and um, constant dose of that that um, basically suppresses your immune system severely, that's, that's going to be of concern. There are medications out there that, um, that alter your immune response and alter your immune system. So that's specifically for that. But an antibiotic is not necessarily um, going to alter your immune system. It actually um, relies on it in a, in a way. My last question is side effects. How underlying conditions can lead to certain side effects? And second part of that question is with the third shot, the booster shot, those that have it, have to take it. Um, have you noticed or have you heard of any side effects? I'm going to answer the last part of that, which is the third booster. And then I'm going to circle back to the first okay. part of the question. Okay. So the the last part is was about the third booster. So I actually have had the privilege of giving individuals, um, uh, right now a few individuals their third booster shot, and the and I've called in and checked on these individuals and patients, and and I have found that they said that the symptoms that they got after the second dose it they got similar um symptoms after with their third dose so whatever they experienced after that second dose of moderna or their second dose of pfizer they Mm -hmm. felt the same effects on that third dose Mm -hmm. whether it be fever chills night sweats fatigue headache um, those are the mainstays of, of the symptoms of the vaccination. But um, those are what I'm hearing uh, when it comes to the symptoms from the third shot. Uh, re- remember, this is all new to everyone. Um, you know, I tell everyone right now, we are still writing the history book. It's, it's not history yet. So therefore, um, we're still learning what the effects of of all of this is going to be. Um, so with that being said, that's what I'm hearing is whatever they experience in that second dose that they're experiencing on the third booster shot. Um, the beginning part of that question, I believe you asked, are there any contributing factors that would allow you not to get the COVID shot? Is is mm-hmm. that correct? Yes. I just want to make sure. Okay. So the main 
the main thing that can prevent you from getting the COVID vaccination would be an allergic reaction. Um, a severe allergic reaction. Let's say someone has their, um, their first dose, they may have a severe allergic reaction and the EpiPen was used. They are not to get any more dose. Um, point, point blank. That's clear cut. The individuals that have, um, I know that there were some things with the Johnson and Johnson vaccination that people were worried about, um, clotting factors. Mm -hmm. If you have a hereditary, uh, clotting factor in which, um, you have issues with clotting due to hereditary, hereditary um, factors, you will not, um, you are not, um, I'm sorry, you are still allowed to get the COVID vaccination. If you have clotting factors that were caused by something else, a different, um, a different issue, then you are not to get that particular uh, vaccination um, because they don't want those those issues to arise after having the vaccination. And I hope that this answers some of our listeners' questions who are on the line, like the borderline of getting the shot or not getting it, or if they were having questions or doubts about getting their third shot. Absolutely. I mean, I would, if I could have a, you know, a, a remark or, or anything to say, um, I would like to, I'm getting calls from friends, family, um, all over, just, you know, random patients or whatnot. And they're asking me, you know, should I get it? Should I not get it? And I just always encourage them to look at the numbers, look at the facts and read the right information. Um, you can't read everything that you see on social media or anything like that, but make sure you're always on the CDC um, website where that information is updated. Uh, if not daily, um, you can definitely see what happens um, on a week-to-week basis with that. And the other thing is, look at the numbers. The individuals that are in the hospital and that are even, you know, dealing with so many complications and even leading to death, a lot of those individuals, if not most of those individuals, were unvaccinated. So you ask yourself, what side do you want to be on if you were to get COVID? And so that's the only thing that I can really say when when it comes to encouraging someone to whether they want to get a vaccination or not. If you were to get COVID and you saw those numbers to how how many people that are unvaccinated that are in the hospital and that are even leading to death, do you want to be on that side? Do you want to be on the other side where the numbers are much less for um, vaccinated? That's all I can really say on that. Thank you so much, Dr. Williams, for joining us. And also thank you too, Grandma, for joining us in asking questions as well. And to our listeners, if you have any questions or suggestions, please contact us on our many social media web pages. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. And on behalf of our podcast, our sponsors, and our partners, we want to thank you for listening, and we will talk to you all later.